following along with um, Feedback Friday. Sweet. So for those of you who don't know, we've got our own YouTube channel, uh, really good emails, and, we, and our primary thing there is uh, releasing Feedback Friday. So Feedback Friday was our response uh, to continuing to be able to have more evidence of what makes a really good email. And so of course, you know, there is a, a level of subjectivity to some of what we're doing because we're using our own experience, our own uh, testing that we've done, what we've learned along the way, and applying that to emails that we're not part of that team. We don't know how they're performing. So we're taking a customer point of view oftentimes and also layering on some experience that we know about what works well, what delivers well, what stays in the inbox, what gets used. So there's a caveat to all of this, but uh, what I'm going to do is walk you through some emails that I think are very effective and then I'll pause and look for additional critique or thoughts uh, and or positive remarks from you, okay? Now, uh, not included in this is send time, from, uh, address, uh, pre-header, any of that kind of information, so bear that in mind. So first up here, uh, we've got Sonos. I've been uh, really impressed with the simplicity of their emails uh, over the last uh, maybe six months or uh, possibly a little bit longer. One of the things that they're, uh, they continue to do that is interesting to me is they have a very small lineup of products and so therefore it makes sense to have a small lineup or a small sort of form factor for your email. And I was really interested in the fact that, you know, they chose such a thin form for this and such a um, reduced impact. So where everybody else is zagging, and going right and you know 600 pixels and does this ex very clear thing that everybody expects they went in this other direction i think it's working really well for them so the uh the text here is all live text well done sonos and as you move down through the email everything just you know uh is very clear to the point very scannable right so in this case they're talking about move their mobile speaker and so right off the bat, okay, I can see it's a speaker that somebody is actually controlling with their hand. They're giving me imagery that is helpful that says what the, I can expect in the rest of the email, right? So um, if they were trying to introduce Move and they just showed a lineup of all their speakers up at the top, that would be too obtuse, too open. It doesn't get direct enough into what you know things um, they're trying to promote. So they move down into introducing Move they give me some you know, additional copy and they give me the chance to pre-order. They show me a little bit more about the product. They, can, they tell me that I can listen on Wi-Fi or Bluetooth and that I can keep learning more. They give me all these uh, opportunities to go from education into, okay, I'm ready to dive a little bit deeper, which I think oftentimes is one of the most effective ways that you can use email is email not as telling me absolutely everything I need to know, but driving me into exploration on the page. So oftentimes I think of email, um, especially with our mobile opens these days, as a utility experience, right? We're not there to do research. We're there to like give me the taste and I can say, yeah, I'm into that taste. I wanna eat the meal, right? Like that's the sort of effect we're looking for. So we dive in a little bit more and we can see they're also talking about uh, their Sonos One SL and all that it offers. 
also can pre-order an additional with the port. And then they finished with, with a very simple uh, navigation and opportunity for uh, some social and then a relatively simple uh, legal and uh, meta text at the end. So if I were to critique this email for anything, a, a couple of thoughts for me would be that I think that uh, the future of listening is here is pretty boring. So I think that like that sounds you know, like something that I would expect from a lot of people. This is what your hook is, and that doesn't, this doesn't feel like the future of listening. Uh, people already have mobile Bluetooth speakers, so this doesn't feel like the future. Instead, can you use some quippy language that, that digs me into like, you know, how I actually wanna take really vibrant, powerful mus music with me outside, you know, to entertain. Like what, again, going back to my last talk, what is the feeling that your customer is having and how can you serve them with that, right? How can you know that and identify it? So good copy would really help here. Um, the other piece and is I, I find I'm letting me know, oh, they're on little bird icon, they're on F icon, they're on you know Instagram and YouTube. Like who gives a shit? Like take me, show me what you're doing there. Like show me, oh look, this is the content I can get on Instagram? Yeah, I wanna see more of that, right? This isn't a taste. This is just saying that we exist out there. That feels really boring to me. And I think a lot of us do this, right? So um, this, isn't a, this isn't a critique like, um, this is obvious, you should have already done this. This is something we all should be thinking about. And I think we've even talked about it on really good emails. Like how do we, uh, celebrate our content in a way that's meaningful. Yes, we have YouTube channel, but how do we actually show the amount of videos, the numbers of you know um, Feedback Fridays like this that we have? So instead of just showing the icon. So those are the things. Um, again, legal text. My uh, my mo is to say, does that content right there serve the customer? No, it doesn't. Like I don't. Your copyright doesn't matter to me at all. And so that should be in a link and it should go to a legal page. And that has been set as a precedent that is allowable. Uh, giant companies with you know, very difficult legal challenges have done that, you can too, right? So try and get your legal text and the things that do not serve the customer out of this kind of environment and put them in a place that is easier to deal with later. And of course, some of these other things are required and, and can be dealt with. One of the things I appreciate for them and that I recommend is if you're going to have a link like support or to unsubscribe, go ahead and make it clear. Don't be afraid of somebody unsubscribing from your email. That might be the service that they need. You need to keep your inbox clean uh, or your, uh, your list clean rather. So, um, you know, go ahead and be clear about it uh, and get out of the way. So that's the first of Sonos. Uh, next up here, similar kind of stuff just being able to look at different layouts. A lot of people will do uh, layouts where you just have a, a simple photo that blocks up the entire width of your email, but this uh, is a great example of letting something float off to one side, and it's the perceived quality of having that blank space. Now that's still one image, right? It's a ping in this case, but it, um, you know, it's, it's occupying that whole territory, so the, the blank part occupies all of that. Um, but I think it works really effectively. Um, these, notice that these shop now buttons are full width here, 
which creates a really nice um, line, uh, a horizontal rule, if you will. Um, and I think that works really well considering that they're uh, using this content all the way down the way on either side. So it's just a very well, neatly balanced email. Same critiques down here. And then I think this was another good example of being able to take something that you've got that's a standard and draw it into a seasonable, seasonal time. So this was, okay, we're starting to deal with things in the fall and winter, and so start showing off some seasonality. But they do a great job of changing the color, which makes the email feel really evergreen and really fresh. And you know, they've come up with a design language here that can be used over and over again. So my thinking is that these emails are actually very easy to develop and build. So if you're able to develop that design system up front, you'll be able to move through it much more quickly. And then finally, you can see there's just a variation here on that same theme, pulling that soundbar way up into the top here. So this is fun because it grabs my eye because it's breaking the boundary of that original uh, boundary that you're used to seeing. And so they will have needed to have developed the email so that it's actually got a larger boundary to account for that. But that's very easy to do. And then being able to you know, look at all these other uh, tools, you can see that this is a little bit different uh, lockup than we've had before. And you know, they're letting me know like some of the values of shopping with Sonos, right? Visit Sonos.com. You've got simple financing, easy returns, free shipping. These are things, again, that give me safety. I personally don't shop online unless it says free returns. I'm going to the next person. I just can't afford to deal with the hassle. I'm too busy, I got other things going on. So this creates security and safety for the feelings that I need. So these are the things I like about Sonos. I think they're doing a great job. Easy to scan, great typography, unique coloring across all these different emails. Um, you know, uh, I talked yesterday about playing design golf and reducing to the absolute simplest that you can. They're doing that here, right? This is, uh, I don't have to invent a whole new language every time that I read something. So the, the number of times that I go into an email and they have 15 different pieces of typography, my brain at micro levels has to go, okay, what is the yellow, wait, okay, now black, now green, okay, what is, which one is the CTA? I thought it was blue, but now it's this other thing, right? But when you reduce that to the lowest common denominator, it's like being able to go downtown and you're in a brand new city, maybe even a brand new country, but you know that the red sign with white letters means stop, right? It doesn't mean, you know, hello foreigner, it means stop, right? And that's the kind of language you want to develop in your emails. So that's me. What would you add or what would you disagree with? Yes. Can you go back to the first email? Yes. First email. Here we go. Um, I agree with you on the header. I would have wanted something a little more actionable, like let's move or like move with us. And I think their photography is fantastic, but this was a missed opportunity for like amazing animation. Like pick it up, carry it. Fantastic. So the feedback was that something like let's move, let's get moving, like could have been, you know, good quippy uh, uh, heading and copywriting, but also the opportunity for an animated GIF or some motion would be perfect because it would tie in with the theme directly, right? Go for it. Um, personally, I'm taking into a grain of salt, like we have no idea what the process right. is. I personally really dislike this image. I think that the hand photoshopped it over it is 
really strange. It's hard to see the actual product in the image. It's called Move. You could have had it outside. There's so many possibilities, and I think that this image really missed the mark completely. But that's also just my personal opinion of it. But I do really like the simplicity of the rest of the email. You can scroll down a bit. Um, I think that there is such an urgency with people who don't write email copy for there to be more copy of emails, at least from the places that I've worked. Right. And I like that there's just a headline. There's no subheadline. It's literally like direct, concise, easy to digest. Like that's what email should be. And I think that their copy does a really good job. Of that. Great. Thank you. Wonderful. Uh, the photography is really weird, though. I mean, mentioned it. Um, <laughs> uh, Especially when it comes to pre-orders, I think there's a lack of sense of urgency. Um, again, you never know if there's a follow-up email that drives a sense of urgency, but uh, whether it's quantity or the time or mm. some incentive to pre-order at this juncture, uh, generally I've always seen uh, much higher engagement when there is some sort of sense of urgency in there uh, driving that. Fantastic, yeah, that's good feedback. I know that at Relay Foods, we, if we showed stock numbers, that was a, a way of like helping people understand what was available. And, and when it was losing um, availability, it drove up speed. Yep, thanks. Anybody else on Sonos? Go ahead. I actually had a question, and see if anybody has an answer. Um, I would definitely love an opinion. So you mentioned that for the legal terms, Right, right. So her question is, if you have a promotional and you need to have terms and service in your email as a part of the promotion, you know, should those be removed and put on another page as well? So the way I answer that is, would you do it in relationship, right? So if you were trying to say to somebody that you cared about, hey, there's something I really want you to participate in but I'm not going to tell you what the other thing is that you have to know, right? Right? You're not going to do that. But you might not, you know, like, you, do you have to say it all in legalese? No. Right? All the legalese, the stuff that the lawyers need to be, have to be said, I get it. We live in a litigious society. You can say that stuff on another page. But, you know, um, you, have to, you have to reply to this email in the next 24 hours. You have to meet these conditions. Absolutely. In fact, I wouldn't make that small. I would go ahead and tell it like it is. Um, you know, we, we, we get into these patterns, right? Oh, that's how everybody does that. Let's do that too. But when you rethink those patterns and when you, you can even say, hey, you know, the last time I saw a promo, people hid this text and it's really annoying, isn't it? We don't do that because we care about you. Boom. You've won loyalty. Right? So go ahead and treat people with respect, but you don't have to do the whole thing. Does that make sense? Yep. Awesome. Anybody else have a thought on that question? Terms of service? Or on Sonos in general? Newt? I mean, I'm a weirdo, but I always read the, uh, like whenever I get a coupon or an offer <laughs> email, I always read the terms of service because I'm trying to get away with the most things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm like, Blah, 
Okay, right. So Newt's point was make sure that whatever um, the whatever terms of service will actually apply to her um, being able to get the most out of the coupon or the promotion should be available. Anything that's legalese or non-important to you utilizing that promotion can be removed. Is that accurate? Great. Okay. Yes, right here. Right. Right. On something like View as web page, what I like to do is one, go and find out what everybody's doing. That's interesting. Data point. Then go and see if what your competitors are doing who have similar clients. Data point. And not just data point what should we do, but potentially data point how should we be different, right? And then make a choice. Do a split test or just choose one. See what happens, run a different test, see what happens. On those kinds of things, my sensibility is you're going to have a greater impact when you choose from the gut about relationship first and then do your testing, then do your tweaking. So if you happen to know that your product is serving people who are um, on mobile devices in areas where the internet is weak often, then yeah, probably you know, send them you know, to the web page if the web page is going to be faster, lighter, for, for instance. Or if you know that they're on a client, type of an email client, where the images are going to be problematic. Uh, those kinds of things. Yeah, just try and think about that audience and how to serve them. But yeah, it's a good question. Great. Okay. Yes? Um, an idea I had, and this is really more campaign related, but if we're talking about the mobility of this particular speaker, we haven't addressed the sharing with anybody else in the community. So if you're talking about the mobility, like, hey, share this with a friend, you can almost imagine the actual physical moving of it, then having a way to say, like, hey, this is great, I'm going to bring it to the next party, whatever it is, but that's a real, I think, missed opportunity here, because that's the point of this, is that it's mobile. Right. Yeah, so I think the, the, what I heard was how do you address your, um, your content and your strategic, like what I would call your content strategy of the email to be thematically on point. So because this email is so much about movement of that speaker, what are ways that either visually you can communicate movement, you could use a blur, you could use actual animation, you can show people literally moving, and in this case, we have established that this very creepy kind of hand of God holding the speaker is a little bit odd, but there are some things that you could do that would be more illustrative. For instance, I would imagine it'd be pretty rad to have an experimental email where it probably doesn't work that much, but it might get some, um, it doesn't work that much on many clients, but it might get some renown to have an email with a fixed item or something like that that would work on like one or two clients you'd get a lot of hits about, and it could travel down the whole email. That would be sick. You know, that'd be really interesting. So there's so many different things that you could try, or that you could guide people to a video or a web page, et cetera, but also your copy, right? So what if there's a way of moving someone's eye down through the story of the email? 
They could start at home and then go to the backyard and then go to the front yard and then go to their friend's place, right? Like there's so many ways you could theme something like that. And I came up with that sitting up on the stage in front of a bunch of people, right? Like that's not that hard for us to like get together with somebody else. How can we drive this a little bit deeper, right? Um, any other comments about emails like this? We've, we only have five more minutes, so we're not going to be able to get into the others. Um, but any other comments? Great. So what I would like to ask you all to do, we have uh, reallygoodemails.com slash submit hyphen email. It's available at the top of the site. I think I can just pull it up, right? So submit an email. And what we've got here at the top of the page is, you know, the, the, what we believe makes a really good email and the things that we're looking at when we assess that. Um, you can, I think there's several of my talks on what makes a really good email available online if you want to review that. Then you can submit. You can submit a link, like a scope link, scope uh, from Litmus. Or you can actually upload an EML file, as we've um, talked about before. Very simple to do. Then you add you know, what the subject line was. You tell us why you think it's really good. Um, you look at whether you were involved in any way in, in working on that email. Um, and then you look for an existing company like you know, Sonos in this case, right? And then you add categories as we saw yesterday, so like e-commerce. And then, oh yeah, it's actually a promotion. And it's uh, maybe decor? Um, and then submit. So the more that you all are able to do this, one of the things that we're going to start tracking is who's submitting. So you get to see if you submitted emails. If you do not get your emails in, that's okay. We're actually going to save those in your profile so you can keep those. And if they're your own emails, we're going to start following up, as I said before, with some of the things that could be improved and the opportunity to either work with us or with others to work on improving those emails. We're all a community. We've established that here, right? We're all for each other. Um, like this Sonos team, they're killing it. Do they have things that could, they could improve? 100%. Does really good emails? Oh my God, it's, I'm embarrassed sometimes. But we work our asses off and it's a side thing, which is crazy. So like we're just, we're all trying to do this. So any, again, like with mindfulness, just observe your email without evaluation. What could be improved? Who's read Atomic Habits by James Clear? Incredible book, highly recommend it. The idea is make something 1% better like each week, right? So what's something that you can make 1% better in your email that week that's measurable? Go and do that and then keep doing that each week and then do another thing and now you're 2% better. And within a year, you're 52% better? That's insane. Like you've really knocked something out of the park, right? So each week, just see what you can do. This is, this is how we make really good change. So fantastic. Feedback Friday. Would love for you all to keep, participated, uh, keep participating. Um, let me know if you have questions. Again, you, you have me. Whale, reach out. Uh, I'm really excited to see how this design challenge went. So we're going to dig into that. All right. Thanks, everybody. Mm -hmm.